0: American football in Finland.
1: Is being on a national team something that people should strive for instead of having international games? And when I say that, international games actually have players from different countries on one team going and playing against players from other countries on one team instead of them being separated by their nationality.
2: Um, I think it always goes back to culturally. Um, you know, here culturally, you know, ever since everything's so club based, you know, you, to really make it guys think it, it's being on the national team. Um, so obviously when it comes to American football, um, for them, it's ser- extremely important to be on the national team. There's a lot of politics that go into that. So obviously when you when you look at some of those national team rosters, I'd say probably about 60 percent of it is probably. The legit guys, you know, in, in that country and, you know, the other 40, you know, are, are a little bit of a um, little bit of old, old boy cooking. I know your coach. I know this guy. You know, we put him on the roster. Um, one of those situations um, for the players. I, I get it from us, American guys that come over. I don't, for me, it's not hugely important. Say you're evaluating a player. Them being on a mm-hmm. national team, like how much weight
1: does that give you when you're when you're thinking of how good a player he is and you haven't seen him personally play. Mm-hmm. If they put that on their resume, is that something that you think like bumps them up? Or is it just
2: another accolade? It's intriguing. And then I then I watch the film. I'm a huge film guy. Can he play or can he not play? Um, can we coach him to, to, to do what we want him to do or can he not? So for me it's it's intriguing always to first see that, and then I gotta watch the guy play to see if he can back up, back up that accolade.
0: Uh, In terms of international play, I agree with uh, Coach Holly a lot. I think a lot of it is politics. You have maybe half the squad as legit guys, but you have a lot of the best players, the more experienced players. They're not even playing national team games anymore. I know Finnish guys who uh, wanted to be a part of the national team, but either they had work, school, or it cost too much to play for the national team because this is, once again, it's not a – Uh, government funded program in most countries. So these guys are dropping, you know, 800,000 euros to fly somewhere to go play another game. So uh, in those cases, you may have 10 really good players left off the national team just because they're not available. And then you get 10 guys who aren't national team level guys on the national team, and they're able to put that on their resume. So uh, I compare it to Uh, I, i forget the year i'm not a big basketball guy but there's a year all the big star guys didn't play olympic uh basketball for usa and we lost and and that year you could say okay this third tier player was a national team player but he's not a dream team player you know when it was magic bird and jordan and those guys so national team it's i think it's great for players to stride to try to achieve that for their personal personal goals but when I'm evaluating it, just like Coach said, it comes down to the film.
1: Uh, I'm going to throw in my opinion here. I think with, with the national team, like you guys said, being s- there's so much to it outside of actually how good you are. Like there, A lot of it has to do with who you know, who's seen your film. Like you said, we have some um, national guys here in Finland who play in Germany during the season. So they never play in the Maple League, yet they're on the national team. And it's because, well, they play in a harder league. Obviously, they must be better. I'm not so sure about that. Um, you have guys, there's camps for national teams, but you have to be invited to the camp. How do you get that invite if people are underestimating the level of skill you have? I won't put the names out there, but I've personally seen players who they play maybe on a lower level than another player, than another but player. they actually play. Now this this player that's on the higher level in the same country is not playing nearly as much as a lower level, so who's to say that they're a better player just because they're playing at a higher level? Sometimes those reps kind of make the difference between players. Also with the national team thing, a lot of these national teams, they keep the same rosters for like three or four years. I don't know about you guys, but I know when I was in college, when I was 19, I was a good player. By the time I was 22, I was a damn good player. In between those three years, I couldn't just be considered a good player or I would have never been risen up to the level that I could play when I was older. And I think the same thing here with the national teams is you got a lot of guys who they get on the national team and that's it. Once you get on the national team, you made it. It takes you four or five years before they get you off the national team. So where's the competition to see who's the best players? Uh, Me personally, I don't like the whole national team thing at all. I think it's a waste of time for the sport because I'm talking about national team. Let's compare it to international games because in, in all honesty, my, my main thing is I want to see the sport develop and I feel like national team games don't develop the sport. Um, You have these camps during the year that the kids, the players or the kids, depending on the age group, they go to the camps, they practice some stuff, then they go play other countries and they come home. Did they get better? Probably not. They're just trying to flex whatever they did learn during the season on their regular team against another country. So my thing is, why not have more international games? These international games, these are the the club teams, are the teams that people are playing with for seven or eight months out of the year instead of two or three weekends with the national team. So if you really want to see or actually develop players, have them play in competitive international games. Yeah. yeah, Amsterdam Crusaders, they're not even going to play in their home country anymore because it's too easy. And that makes sense that they now they want to try to play more international games. There's opportunity for international games, and I think it would be more beneficial if instead of teams focusing on having these national team tournaments, maybe focus that energy, that money, those funds, those resources – towards international games
0: um I mean for me it always comes down to uh, the development of the sports going to come down to structure and accountability for that structure so when we start talking about uh national team versus club teams the reason why there's a big gap between club teams in Europe and every single country is the structure of those clubs they have a process that's allowing the players to develop coaches to develop and those teams are developing off the field also so that they have the money to go and sign top imports and all those things. And what I see from my experience is at the at the uh, national team level, there's no manager that's actually spending the time to find sponsors for the national team, who's spending the time to scout every single team throughout the country. I mean, on smaller countries you can do it, but a big country like Germany, is there someone who's looking at, you know, a fourth division regional team, Uh, to find the absolute best player. So for me, it always comes down to structure and resources. So like you say, you may not get as much benefit from a national team uh, standpoint, but there are players to play devil's advocate. There are players that play for small teams with no coaching who are, you know, they're looking at YouTube videos, trying to find ways to get better when they go to these national team camps and there's legit coaches there that it does benefit the, the lower level so I could say like maybe in a country like Finland, the Roosters have a full coaching staff and their guys are getting coached up every single day. But a Division Two or Division One player who has, you know, they're getting coached by an American who halfway doesn't care, uh, like an American player, not an American coach. Let but, me double
1: you know, the- advocate you a little bit there, John, because okay. I got, I got <laughs> a little bit of experience on that. I like what the idea that you're saying that, hey, that one guy on the national team who's on a small team he can really help. But that kind of goes into what I said earlier about the politics. Okay, there's a couple guys who play maybe Division Two in Finland who are legit players. They're not going to be on the national team. They're not getting a shot because they play Division Two. Like they have to get on the Roosters team and then hope that they get to play before they can even get yeah. the national team. When it comes to that, why even waste the time of trying to be on the national team? Just try to get on a good club team, right?
0: To reply to that, I think, like, like what I said, resources and structure. Does the does the Finnish national team have a scout that's looking at the lower levels? It, are people aware of this player? Because, like, I, I know uh, I'm good friends with one of the people who developed the Brazilian national team. And Brazil as a country is bigger than all of Europe. So they have regional scouts to each area that's looking at every team in the area. And maybe the information is not 100%, but they're trying their hardest to kind of network to be able to view the i don't know 10,000 players playing in Brazil right now to try to find the best 55 60 guys to be on the national team. I can't speak to what Finland does, but in theory you would want to be able to develop a team that is not only just like certain players for political purposes, but they're developed to be a certain type of team. Uh if you look at uh I think Austria the style of play in Austria is represented by their national team. The, those national team coaches, the style of play is spread throughout the AFL at the top level. and then you see coaches leaving those top teams to coach lower level teams, and that style of play is trickling down. So Austrians have a certain way of playing football. You see a lot of them play three, three, five, a lot of them play either you know two backs or the spread. and that's I think it's coming from the national team and they play that way. so, to devil's advocate your devil's advocate of my devil's advocate <laughs> it can be productive if it's structured like i said everything comes back to resources and structure
1: yeah i think you had some really good key points about how it could be structured
2: better i agree with coach booker 100% resources and structure i mean that's it, it starts at the top you know with the country itself and it trickles down to the rest of the clubs cuz you see that with uh, certain clubs are structured you know and ran professional and others are so so so, and that's the type of product that you're going to get. So like coach Booker was saying, you know, if, if a country could put together a staff of people that are going to these different leagues in the regions and really scouting and really finding like, okay, this guy's a talented player, he should have a shot. Um, it becomes, it's not about that player having to be at the top team. So I, I personally, I, I don't mind the national team games, it's, it, but I just think it's cool. It's something exciting to do. It's good to see a country play a country. Um, and have guys represent, but um, the international play is something I definitely would like to see keep expanding, um, like it has been. Uh, I know definitely I'm working with our organization to be to be able to at least schedule one one type of international game, where either we're going somewhere or someone's coming to us. Um, but that's you know just kind of takes time because you have to have the resources to do that. Like Coach Booker said earlier, you can't to just ask a team to come out of their own pocket to come play you. And you know you don't do anything for them hotel wise or bus wise or meal after the game or, or something of the other. Um, I just don't. That's just not ideal in reality.
1: What are a couple ideas? I mean, you're two guys been around the block, seen a lot of football. I'm um, seeing a lot of myself. What are a couple ideas you guys think would be a good good ways to increase these international games? I mean, money is always an issue, and we know that. Um, not transportation, but logistics is also another mm-hmm. issue. And then you have scheduling because, obviously, teams in different places have a different schedule. I mean, I'm here in Finland. In June, some of the leagues are done. People are coming from Spain and mm-hmm. Italy and then coming to Finland later. So, obviously, us playing a game in July or August against those countries is almost impossible. Just like you got teams of Portugal, they've already started their season for 2018, and it's December. I'm trying to get me some Glogie and Christmas um, cookies, and they're already playing football. A couple ideas. Me personally, one thing I think would be awesome because I I loved it when it was a a deal. I'm just the Euro Bowl, man. I don't know what they did or how it was structured. When I first started playing American football in Europe, I went to Switzerland, and I'm with these like, at the time I was like 24 or something. And I've got a couple old heads on the team. There's like 30, 31 years old. That's old head. That's my age now. But these guys, are like, hey, you're going to watch the Euro Bowl? I'm like, what the hell is the Euro Bowl? And it's this massive um, tournament of these teams in Europe playing against each other. And I think at this time, like Vienna Vikings and someone else was really good. Probably Kalanda. Kalanda Broncos. Yeah. I was in Switzerland. Swabish was uh, in it,
2: probably. New Yorker yeah. probably was in it. Yeah. There's,
1: all these, like, huge teams playing, and you can watch them online. The games are being streamed, and you get to, like, see all these players. And, like, I'm seeing players who like, I didn't even know that they were doing this. And it was exciting because even though I know, like, the Kalanda team had a lot of Americans on it, I was like, well, that's a team that I play against in Switzerland. So I'm kind of rooting for the Switzerland team. It's not the same as a national team, obviously. Thinking more of an American sport type thing, I root for the Philadelphia Eagles or the Dallas Cowboys. I don't necessarily have to be a cowboy. I don't necessarily have to be on the Eagles to root for that team. I think bringing something back like the Euro Bowl, especially regionally the way the, the country is now, I mean, here... The Roosters, if they could actually compete in some of these international games, yeah, I threw that out there because they usually don't. Um, <laughs> if Because they, if, yeah, they were one of the teams I've seen going out there and, and not winning. Uh, big shout out to beating Carl Stad in the CFL. No, NEFL? Last year, though, yeah. guys. Congratulations. They beat, they awesome. beat us 37-9,
0: to 9, so I don't have an opinion on the Roosters. Uh, <laughs> hey,
1: hey. Look, I'm going to say it before anybody else says it because people have been saying it. Yeah, they did an awesome job beating two Swedish teams to get a championship. And now I'm done drinking my coffee. They beat us. Hey, a championship is a championship. You got the Euro Bowl, which I still don't understand the ins and outs of it. And now there's the big six. And personally, that's laughable. There's so many issues with the big six. People are not playing in it because they just don't want to. Like the Euro Bowl, you didn't just say, I don't want to play in Euro Bowl. You'd be like, if I get an opportunity to play, I want to play in it. I think there needs to be something like that. Definitely something more than like six teams in a league because there's too many teams, too many ways to not figure it out. But I think if we could have an expansive tournament or something like that, it'd be pretty awesome for the sport. And I think it would definitely give fans something to watch because people are going to watch what's available. And I'm sorry, but no one's really watching the national team games. I think the international team games are the way to go. But with a lot of them being just exhibitions, like you were saying earlier, Booker, these exhibition games, they serve the purpose of the teams, but you can't get, any, you can't get anything behind it. You won't get people to follow the sport, and you won't get teams to continue to play if it's costing them money. So I think there needs to be a way to find, like figure that out.
2: Um, uh, I think it just uh, it, it's it's finding someone to back that idea, obviously, because because if you have the backing for that to create that type of structured, you know, there's got to be a big sponsor that's that's backing that that's essentially creating that avenue, because um, usually when that happens, the clubs are getting something back for making those trips and, and traveling and you know, because the, the organization that's setting that up would take care of the field. They would take care of, you know, where you're staying. There'd be something tied in to ease, ease it for the, cl- uh, the clubs. Do you think um,
1: maybe the uh, federations could be involved? Like, say, if federations from different countries were to, like, have a, I don't know, a commission put together or something, a committee of, t- of leagues. And then the league could send representatives for the tournament. And obviously someone would be tasked with getting sponsorships and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm really thinking of like, how could you get the teams on board with, hey, we need to get this back. Uh,
0: one thing that is lacking in Europe in general is. The structure of teams, it has to be uniform across the board. The reason why Big Six is falling apart, because if my philosophical beliefs as an Austrian is that I want to limit the imports to develop the Austrians on the field, and in Germany, I believe that I need to bring as many imports as possible to challenge the domestic players to improve them, those are two different structured teams on game day. Uh, I can't speak on behalf of the Austrians, uh, Swarco or Vienna, but... Uh, I've heard multiple people say that that's why they dropped out of Big Six. They were having to bring, you know, four or five players just for two or three games uh, to compete with the New Yorkers or uh, Frankfurt or these guys that have these big import rosters. And so right now we're struggling right now here uh, with Coach Rams because we're playing CEFL and those rules are completely different than our domestic rules. So the way we sign imports is is drastically different than the way other teams in turkey are going to be able to sign imports because we're we're preparing for cefl as our priority and then we'll see how those our import structure for cefl affects our import structure for turkey so in champions league what they had a few years ago there was a uniform rules i believe it was three americans and three eu And to play Champions League, that was the structure of your roster across the board. And every country was invited. The champion of that country was invited to play Champions League. And in my opinion, where EFAF is right now, people don't talk about it, but it's really holding the sport back in terms of everybody's moving in their own personal direction and doing what's best for them. But doing what's best for them. The NFL in the NFL, if the Oakland Raiders say, I want to do this, but it doesn't benefit the league, the league will say no. So right now we let's say we have 23 countries in in Europe doing things the way they want to do it, and there's nothing that's pulling it all together. So to have like these international tournaments and all these things. It's really the wild west because whoever decides, like I could raise my hand right now and say I'm starting the John Booker Invitational, and we're <laughs> gonna have ten Americans, and these are the rules. And honestly, if any team, like there's no EFAF to sanction the game to say no, you know who's gonna say no. You don't have to listen to. I know in Germany, uh, Coach Holly, you could correct me if I'm wrong. You guys are, you guys are uh, acknowledging EFAF Paris, right?
2: Uh, I want to say yes. <laughs> see, like we don't even know. Like, like I honestly, don't, like, think... I, I have no idea, man. I don't know. That's that stuff is so confusing. Not like I read the stuff, and I'm like, I don't even know. Like, yeah, like, what in Turkey, like? but I think Cuba part of Paris.
0: Okay, yeah, in Turkey, I don't know which side we're on. To be honest, completely honest. I remember in Finland, it was on EFAF New York. um mm-hmm. But in terms of growing football, these are the matches that are more intriguing. Who's going to not want to see? You know, New Yorker play Vienna. I, I like the idea of, a. I don't know if you guys follow college hoops, but the ACC Big Ten Challenge is mm-hmm. one of my favorite events of the year. So yeah. let's see a Germany, you know, like Purvis, you say you don't like the international games. I mean, the, the national team national games. Teams, I hate them. Yeah, but let's let's make a, the way the college football steps up the bowls. You mm-hmm. know, Sugar Bowl is SEC versus ACC. Or whatever it is, let's say you know German Bowl winner versus Austrian Bowl winner as the top two countries. You know, let's say the number two teams are going to play each other, number three teams, so on and so on, and let us get some good competitive games going in international play. And I don't know, like you said, it always. I mean, money is money, but yeah. if this is something that we're doing in a cooper in a collaboration with the leagues, let let's at least get it done at a league level where we can say for the next five years. Our next three years, five years long commitment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Next three years, let's say you know Turkey and Serbia, let's play our champions against each other. If EFA isn't going to do us with Champions League, let's say for the next three years, uh, I want my champion to play. I would want, for example, in Turkey, I would want the champion of Austria of Germany, just because we need. I want to play the best. You know, no Mm -hmm. offense to uh, Serbia or anybody else, but you know, Germany's probably going to be like, nah, we'll pass on Turkey. (laughs) <laughs> <somebody Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but but that's what I would like to see, it's kind of like a championship plus one type deal. But once again, to do that, your seasons have to somewhat match up. Germans are ending in October, Turkey's done in June, Finland's done in September. You know, there's just no structure to the sport, man.
1: I, I definitely agree with the whole like bowl system. I think that it'd be pretty cool, and I'm just. I'm just spitballing now. This is probably not physically possible. But I, th- I think that it'd be cool to kind of like have like uh, regional champions. Like, Of course, you're going to have your league champion. But I'm always – I live in Finland, so this is where I'm looking from. I'm sorry. There's seven teams in the league. Um, you play 12 games. You're playing all these teams twice. But halfway through the season doesn't even matter because you can be – one in five halfway through the season and still make playoffs, which is kind of ridiculous. And then at the end of the season, you're like, we played all these games against the same people over and over, and we won, but we don't – like, if you were like the Roosters last year, even though they lost a game during the season, they didn't feel threatened at the end of the year. Like, they knew, like, they were who they were. No <laughs> offense, Coach. but nah, they, it's, I, it's all good. It's it, so it is good. what it is. Like, they have a formula <laughs> for how to win the Maple League. People come to me all the time, like, hey, are the Roosters really that good? I'm like, they really play the same people over and over. Yes, you're right. If you play a team enough, well, with these international games, I'm talking about in Finland, we don't have a lot of teams. So we would want to be more of like the Nordic region. We'd want top 10, top two teams from Finland, uh, top two from Sweden, top two from Denmark. And we want those teams to go somewhere else to play someone. We want to get a shot at a French team or a Switzerland team or something like that, because we don't get to see those guys almost ever, or maybe a Spain or Portugal. It uh, for us, uh, no offense to uh, coach Booker and his he wants to play the best. For us down here, we just want to play different. I've only been in Finland for two years. And I'm already tired of seeing the same people play over and over. I know as fans and even players of the sports, I've talked to guys who like, well, I've won five championships with the Roosters, and I think I'm going to hang it up. That's a player in his prime saying, I don't want to play anymore because there's nothing to be gained. I think definitely making it just something interesting to say that, hey, we can go from here to here. Or like every two years we know that we're going to go get to play a German team. Like say the team in Turkey, you get a, a contract with, hey, German champion, okay, you won't play us every year, but maybe every two years you give us a shot at one of your top two teams, something like that. I mean, I
0: would be, yeah, I would be okay with, let's say if you were to rank countries, you know, you probably put Germany 1A, Austria 1B, and Turkey's yeah. way down there, you know, not, not being unrealistic, but let's just say, you know, the champion in Turkey gets to play the fourth best team in GFL, which is still going to be a great challenge. Who was the fourth seed this year?
1: Marburg. Uh,
0: Marburg? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's still like so. Yeah, if you have a three-year contract, let's say that in the three years, if two out of three years the Turkish team beats the fourth GFL team, two out of three years, then they get to play the number two team. After
1: yeah, that, that's awesome. You know what I
0: mean, so just kind of working on progressing the sport. Like the thing that drives me nuts is there's no plan. <laughs> yeah, I tell people all the time, like you can never run a club or let alone a federation with the firefighter mentality. Whenever there's a problem, you run over and put out the fire. You never make progress that way. You ask some of these more organized teams; I guarantee you, they have a one, three, five, and ten-year plan, and they're executing it, and that's why they're elite. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the the rest of the guys are kind of like, "Oh well, let's see if we get this beer sponsor, and then we can bring another <laughs> left tackle." So you know, <laughs> hopefully, this American quarterback we uh, invested in doesn't get hurt because. You know, we got 19-year-old offensive lineman in front of them because we didn't think that if we spend eight thousand euros to bring this guy over here, that maybe we should spend some money on protecting him. You know, people are looking for the quick payout. Let's get this athletic quarterback who's going to run around and win us games. And halfway through the year, the guy's ACLs <laughs> hanging on by a thread, and. <laughs> <you know. laughs>
1: Oh, we'll leave it alone at that, man. We...
0: Yeah, I'm starting to get ramped up. Let's move on. <laughs>
1: yeah, the main point is let's get some more competition, man. We want to compete. I think competition can be derived from inconsistency. I think playing the same teams over and over is the issue with the sport. Like you said, you said there's a type of way they play football there that it trickles down into the league. Well, the great mm-hmm. thing about football, I I guess we're really comparing it to college football is I want to see how these styles compete against a different style, you know? Man. Like, that, that's the essence of the sport is can I go with my smash mouth football team against your air raid? I want to see that like, because that's what's going to make the sport grow, people seeing that clash. If I know every time I go watch a game I'm going to watch three yards in a cloud of dust, after a while I'm going to get tired of that. That's, and that's entirely- also evolution.
0: Yeah, 10 years ago, nobody was talking about RPOs or tempo and all this other stuff. When you're innovative, you know, I may go play to go play Garen's team and I see they're doing something and they put up some points on us or shut us down playing a certain way. Football's a copycat sport as coaches, man. Like a <laughs> coach yeah. that tells you that they don't see something on film and steal it, they're liars. Cause when yeah. I see something good on film, I'm like, okay, that I didn't know how to stop that, but I'm gonna use it too then, you know. So mm-hmm. Uh, it's an evolution, so yeah, I definitely think playing playing other countries, man, see different styles, you know. American football in Finland.